Hello and welcome to the Guardian Protection Podcast with me, financial journalist John Lappin. Today we're talking to Vincent O'Connor, who's recently taken up the role of Head of Strategic Partnerships with Guardian. This pod is designed to allow Vince to introduce himself and to discuss his plans for those partnerships. Hello Vince, how are you? Hey John, good to see you. Can we get a swift potted history of your career? Thanks John. Uh, I think like many people, I guess, uh, I didn't leave school thinking of a career in financial services, but I joined a company called Friends Provident, which a lot of advisors may be aware of. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore. That was around 1994. I actually worked with a direct sales team providing admin support, uh, sales support, making telephone appointments, and other basic customer admin, really. And uh, I moved into a role, a training-focused role. Uh, there was actually IT initially, but then it moved into protection development. And I was with that company for quite a few years. And it was weird back in the day because you actually had the ability, because we had our own sales channel, uh, we, had, we had the ability to actually sell the products. So I actually got myself authorized, uh, got all my qualifications, and I actually started selling protection products. Uh, I did that initially through a, a small uh, one of the small firms and then actually set my own company up. A few years later, I joined a big network that's still in existence today, albeit they've changed their name. And um, I was really proud to set up something called the Protection Academy. So that was an initiative aimed at helping advisors develop their skills, their knowledge, their attitude uh, towards protection advice. And if we look at the numbers in, in and the improvement in protection sales, I think it really was quite a big success. That that took me to the, uh, I guess, sort of seven or eight years ago where I joined Royal London. And that was a, a technical role, uh, again, focused on protection, uh, working with all the key protection distributors and uh, actually speaking at industry events, writing for the trades and things like that. And it was funny because I actually um, was speaking at a conference. I was actually invited to explore a new role by the um, one of the directors at the conference I was speaking at to uh, look at becoming the head of protection. So it was an opportunity I felt I couldn't resist. I, I had a go at that and um, I actually was able to impart some of my own sort of philosophies about protection sales, protection advice. From where I'm coming from, it's about talking to people about things that are important to them, about designing solutions that mean something, not about price. It's actually about value and quality. And again, we saw protection sales increase significantly while I was there. It was a good experience for me. But um, more recently, this year, 2023, I've jumped back into uh, the provider side of the fence, really, with Guardian. And I think that's put me in a pretty good place to understand the needs of both parties, really, providers and uh, distributors. I've always been passionate about the value of protection and the role that it plays. And I think actually seeing real claims help focus the mind as well. And it, it, all this is about giving people the financial resilience when they need it the most. As a CV, that's very, very impressive in terms of its breadth and its depth in terms of protection. It's very, very strong. Although, uh, I am obviously having to come to terms with the fact that there'll be some advisors who are young enough not to have recommended a Friends Provident product, which is leaving me a little bit of time for reflection. But anyway, enough about that. Now let's turn, let's turn to the future. Can you explain your role as head of strategic partnerships and um, how you plan to work with these businesses to grow the protection market? I remember one of the conversations I had uh, with Hillary Banks uh, just before I joined Guardian and, um, uh, she, she was asking me similar questions, really, but how would you actually um, do things and what would be your focuses? And and, I, and I, I looked at it through the perspective of if I was back in the role that I had previously, which was head of a 
head of protection at a network, I'd be particularly interested to understand how you can help me hit my goals, how you can help me hit my targets. So in other words, it's not just about the targets that we've got here at Guardian. It's actually how we can help our strategic partners hit their targets, how they how we can grow the market. It's helping advisors sell better and, and more protection, uh, but it's also continuing to grow and deepen the relationships that we have with our strategic partners to ensure when you think protection, we see Guardian as a go-to, both in terms of the familiarity and the favorability of our products, uh, as well as how easy and simple it is to actually do business with us. How does the role vary in terms of supporting, say, a mortgage and protection network? And and then what might be a broader financial advice support services firm as to as two of the kinds of businesses that, that you're working with? Or perhaps as an alternative view, are, are the fundamentals essentially the same for those two kinds of businesses? It's a really good question, John. I think the uh, fundamentals are are fundamentally the same because it's all about money on the table when people need it the most. But of course, the the business models that we're talking about for, for different advice firms, they can be quite different. So I remember an advisor told me once that when dealing with customers, it's like wearing different hats. You have to wear a different hat depending on the customer that you're talking to. And, and in a similar type of way, we have to appreciate the, the challenges and uh, the business models that our uh, partners ha- uh, are working with. I think whatever support we provide, we need to make sure really we're there to address their key protection challenges. So if we take, for example, protection specialists who are dealing with clients who have maybe bought some protection before, they already have an understanding of the value of protection. So they don't need maybe so much of the why do I need it, but they tend to want to have some support around the differences between products and get into the detail. And we can help with that, of course. For example, if you look at the value provided by various features and products, you know, they want to know how that impacts them. So in terms of the cover that they they get and how that equates to the price they pay for it. If we look at mortgage advisors by another contrast, you know, they do tend to need a bit more of the why do I need it? And I think the task here really is about helping them have good quality protection conversations at the right moment in time during the mortgage application process. And, you know, many uh, of our partners say that is during the mortgage fact find. I think from my own experience, there's a really amazing opportunity when you're dealing with a mortgage customer. It's when you actually produce a mortgage illustration because it says that your home is at risk if you can't keep up payments on your mortgage. So how do we actually use that as a link to protection? Well, it means that there are risks that the clients are exposed to. But we need to educate the client about what that actually means. What 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 are the reasons we need to take this conversation a bit further? If you look at wealth advisors, same concept applies in, in many respects. If their focus is on maximizing assets and securing uh, clients' future financial plans, again, it's, made, it's about helping them communicate to clients that, you know, losing income or a serious illness or death, God forbid, that would massively undermine all of those fundamental plans that they that they were working with with the customer. So I think consumer duty is an amazing opportunity here because advisors are being asked by the regulator to consider their processes through an outcomes lens. I think the fundamentals are the same, but of course we have to appreciate there are differences in in the models that, that, that our partners work with. And really it's my role to work with each strategic partner and my team to identify and deliver what they need from us. What are the big challenges for the advice sector and where do you think Guardian can help? I think, um, John, there are um, obvious challenges 
to the advice sector at the moment. I think one thing that struck me, if you look at the Swiss Re publication that was published uh, towards the beginning of 2023, it's called Life Cover Payouts Under the Microscope. It actually said that 50.3% of all life insurance products were sold through non-advice. That's more than half. And that's a challenge. If you're an advisor that gives advice, you've got to be aware of that. So it's something to be mindful of. And I think there are going to continue to be these evolutions of the route to purchase channels for customers, because we're going to continue to think up different and clever ways of actually using technology. And at Guardian, I think we can help a lot with this because we very carefully designed our products, which will help customers. And what I mean by that is it's going to help us pay more claims to them. It's not just clever marketing. It's based on a study of the market. And we've brought solutions to the market, which will result in essentially paying more claims. If we take a look at a couple of examples, we launched income protection in uh, 2023 at the beginning when I joined and that comes with an own job definition and capacity as opposed to own occupation and own occupation is really good but own job gives even more certainty about how we'll pay the claim it's the material aspects of what somebody does in their day-to-day -day job and that's how we'll pay the claim another really good one to look out for is cover upgrade which I learned about during my induction here at Guardian it's a feature basically that provides a promise to customers to existing customers but if we upgrade cover in the future, we'll apply that to existing customers when they come to make a claim. I'll just mention one final one, John, uh, which is terminal illness benefit that I learned about during my induction here at Guardian. All the main life cover products in the market actually come with terminal illness benefit. It's a staple of all life insurance, generally speaking. But it can sometimes be a bit difficult to claim because a consultant would need to actually confirm that death will happen in the next 12 months. And if they're not prepared to say that, then, of course, you won't be able to make a claim. At Guardian, we've actually designed our terminal illness benefit to go a little bit further than that and actually include um, a range of different conditions that would also give rise to make a claim. I'll give you an example. Motor neurons disease is one of them. And there was a story that I read about recently, which was Rob Burrow, the rugby league player. Really, really tragic story because he's now in a wheelchair. But that was four years ago that he was diagnosed with motor neurons disease. And that means that actually with most life products, he wouldn't be able to make a claim. And at Guardian, he would, because that's actually covered under our terminals benefit. So you asked about really how Guardian was helping. And I think those are some examples of how, you know, we've got the client at the forefront of the design of our products. And that's how we're delivering good outcomes to them. How can the various parts of what you might call the protection chain work together to best meet policyholders' needs? I think, John, it all comes back down to the protection conversations from my point of view. And then also the value of the products and what they provide in terms of improving customers' financial resilience. Obviously, right now, people's financial resilience is being tested. The sense of it won't happen to me, that's also been tested by recent world events. And arguably, we've got clients now in a position where, and also pr prospective clients, who are more aware and also alive to the protection needs that maybe they might have considered in the past. Obviously, cost challenges are clearly front of mind. And I think there is a balance, obviously, to be struck there. But what is really clear is that we can't simply slip backwards into a pure price discussion. It needs to be a value comparison because otherwise we risk devaluing our products and our industry. And I also think that value is also more aligned with consumer duty. That is what you get for the price that you pay for it. I think from my point of view, John, I think menu is actually a really important thing to consider. What I mean by that is really covering all of the bases, all of the different protection need areas and clients are looking for tailored solutions to address their needs. The main protection needs, whilst being obviously mindful of uh, monthly bills, 
And I think it's also important, really, that we should be thinking about retention. That should be a key focus for uh, all advisors in the industry, really. We need to all do our bit, really, to keep clients protected. And that requires a joint collaboration, really, and communication between providers and our advice partners. If you could put one thing on the agenda for the protection sector and for advisors in the next year, what is it? So I've just alluded to menu already. I think that it, it is difficult to pin it down to one, but I think that's quite an important one because it, it goes back to your philosophy, really, is something better than nothing. You know, a menu of all the different protection need areas that customers have. And of course, at Guardian, we've actually got a solution that fits for that. Really, what we should be doing is helping customers work towards building a plan. Maybe we can't get everything done in one day, but we work with them to build a plan that covers all of the risks that they're exposed to. And we educate clients about what those risks are. So it's always front and center of our minds. It's not going to be possible, as I say, to get everything done in one uh, in one sitting. But again, reviews, I think that's another consumer duty outcome, really. We should be thinking reviews, going back to see customers, not transactional, but working with customers over the course of time, because inevitably, things will always change. So I would urge advisors to think about menu. Think about that as a way to address protection needs, even though they're tied to budgets. And again, I go back to, is something better than nothing? Maybe you can scale some of it back. And I would just add in one final point, John, as well. I think the other key thing to focus in and amongst all of that is also value. It's important. It's really important. Talk about things that are important to customers. Focus on those find out what's important to customers and make recommendations that align with those ideas. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Vince, for talking to the podcast today. Thank you.